Welcome back, everybody. I know you missed us last week, but this is the Fear of the Hive 1155 podcast. We did not have an episode last week. I am your co-host, Dom, <laughs> and this is my co-host, Steve. Smith. Glad to be back with you guys. Episode 7 of 1155, Fear the Hive. Glad to be back. Sorry about last week. We will certainly explain during the podcast uh, what's been going on. But yeah, to say the least, we missed you guys. Isn't that right, Dominique? Oh, for sure. Definitely. Definitely missed you guys. It felt weird. Uh, I was just telling Steven that it felt really weird not having to do the usual rigmarole of cutting up the episode and and and, and trying to get this all sorted and get all the, the was it the short takes that we do, the shorts and, and all that. It was, re- it was really different. And um, honestly, and this is the 007 episode. <laughs> I just noticed that. I was like, oh, shoot, hey, it's 007. Let's do it. But um, first, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's talk to Steve about uh, his his new background. Does everybody, first of all, does everybody love the green screen that I got going on right now? Like, <laughs> this is the crispest green screen you will ever see. And I'm not even going to tell y'all how I got this set up so that my edges don't look green. Just know <laughs> that I've got a specific set of skills. It's not as broad as Dominique's skills, but it's all, no, I'm joking. This isn't green screen. This is an, <laughs> this is an actual uh, uh, painting my wife purchased. It's supposed to be in our bedroom, but as you can tell, it's not there because I'm not finished moving moving in, but uh, I figured it'd be good background for the day. Love that thing. Yeah, so uh, you put uh, quite a bit of miles. Saw a lot of the USA over the last uh, couple of weeks. Man, okay. So, uh, for those of you that don't know, I've moved to Cypress, Texas, which is right outside of Houston. No, I don't live in Houston. Yes, there is a difference. I'm still, I'm still H Town down. I am. I am. I am. But I don't live in Houston. I'm sorry, I don't live in Houston. I live in Cypress, which is a suburb of uh, of Houston. And yes, I just traveled 18 hours from Atlanta to Cypress, and it was an amazing trip. Me and my dog Astro. So twice, didn't you? Yeah. So three weeks ago, I flew back to Charlotte to get my car. Wanda we drove. Wanda uh, is her name. It's okay. It's a scarlet red, <laughs> 2020. Uh, yeah, 2021 Dodge Charger GT. 21, 22. Yeah, 21 GT. Right. Um, scarlet red, black top pack. You know, I call her Wanda because she's scarlet red, scarlet witch. Wanda. And, she she goes fast and she gets a good gas mileage. So yeah, I did that three weeks ago. Uh, took the trip with her. Now with her, it only took me like fourteen hours from Charlotte. Hmm. <laughs> Last week it took me eighteen hours from Atlanta to give you any frame of reference of how long that took. So yeah, it's been an interesting um, ten days. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, in those ten days, we've had well. In those days, we've had a lot go on. Man, we missed y'all. There's so there's so much to talk about. Oh yes, I guess we'll just dive right in. Uh, I actually have this one queued up. Well, slightly queued up. You've been waiting on this. You've been waiting on this. Have you not? It pissed me off, like to the <laughs> nth degree, and I don't know. And and I don't know why. I know why. why? I think I know why. Why is that? Because I think you're saying to yourself, if this had ever happened to me, I don't know if I would have responded in the way that your boy responded. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah, I would not. This It was absolutely atrocious. And it's been, uh, I'm not sure if it's been confirmed or not, but essentially uh, people said that it was it was staged. And I do hope so because if, okay, you know, hold on. I'm trying to get the picture. You you you, you keep going. I'm trying to. So I want everybody to have a frame of reference of what what we're talking about here. So so this portion of the podcast is devoted specifically to uh, the unrealistic expectations around dating, right? Because since we've been gone, uh, forty eight oyster girl had her situation where she went out on a date with some dude and ate forty eight oysters, and your dude bounced, and she was stuck paying the tab. And then, you know, people have been talking for the last couple of weeks about, you know, what's the appropriate amount to spend on the first date, you know, mm. guys should spend. And, you know, they've been doing interviews and uh, the interviews have been coming back with ridiculous amounts, you know, got to be full $500 to take me out on the first date. And so that's been a running narrative. Not all women, definitely not all women, probably not even the majority of women, but a healthy minority of them seem to think that um, a first date should consist of spending an exorbitant amount of money to prove some ridiculous point, which to me is the complete fallacy of uh, uh, people's uh, perception of dating at this particular point in time. Now, granted, I haven't dated in, I don't know, 18 years, but still, it seems ridiculous. <laughs> I feel old right now. I haven't dated in 18 years. So how would I know? But it just seems ridiculous. I feel like the old man, hey, you kids, get off my lawn at this particular moment. But, uh-oh, Dominique has the video queued up. And well, I know it's, it's not the video. But, is that the video? Okay, okay. Yeah, it's not the video, but it's the picture. But essentially, this is what she looks like. Y'all know what the video is. Yeah, this is what she looks like. But the other guy, I don't know. It's hard to tell. He's, he looks either Middle Eastern or Hispanic. One of the two. And what we do know is he's very even killed either way it goes. Because, and honestly, had she been out with a black guy, it wouldn't have gone like this. You'd have been, well, here's one thing. Here's me in this situation. Because she's like, look at me. I don't go to Cheesecake Factory. Um, you bring me here to a chain restaurant. Ugh, you need to get in the car because we need to talk about this. And I'm just like. Man, I'd have left her behind in that car, went inside to eat. And if she's still there, by the time I get out, all right, cool, whatever, you know. But I'm going to go eat. Whatever. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Let, let, let's back up. Let's paint the picture for the people that have not seen the video. And we can't, we're not going to show the video. But suffice to say, a video picks up of a woman sitting in the passenger side of a car talking Ooh. with a guy that uh, uh, all uh, evidence shows that she's about to go on the first date with. And when he tells her they're about to go to the Cheesecake Factory, she has an issue with the location and the quality of the restaurant and the audacity of him taking her there. And she does all of this while she's on camera on some live apparatus. I don't know if it's Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and, and is having this conversation with her audience and with him. And he's trying to convince her that it would be you know, to, to, to go on this date. Um, and, and her, um, her response or her point was that I look too good to be going to cheesecake factory. And how dare you take someone that look like that looks like me, uh, to a cheesecake factory. And, um, uh, and the internet began to do what the internet does. Everybody's got to pick a side. Everybody's got to, 
a hot take about it. Uh, married people and single people. And it's, it's very interesting to see where people fall. And um, that that's kind of the scenario. That's what happened. That's what we got to see. Uh-oh. Did you pull up the video? Oh, my well, God. I got the video, but we won't do the audio. We'll just let it play here and whatnot. But I just want to I just want to draw attention to. And I'm not liking the lipstick, honestly, whatever. But I mean, you know, it's, I can't see the rest of her outfit, so I can't really gauge. the. Look, look, look at this. That guy is I, I, I don't I don't know what ethnicity he is, but he looks like her Uber driver. I don't know why she tripping. Right. I don't know why she trip. She <laughs> he looks like yo. Uh, I'm just here to pick you up. Right. He's just like playing along. So I'm hoping it's staged. But in the event that it's not, I mean, he looks like a cool dude. I mean, yeah. He looks like you know he's got a pretty good job. You know, he's like, I, and I can I think he's driving an Audi. That's what that's that's what I think he's driving. Because look at this. Look at the size of that headrest. That headrest is thick, man. I'm looking at the sunroof. That's what I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's too. not standard. It's no, and I mean, judging by the curvature of it, it's a very it's a very sloped vehicle. So it might be that Mercedes. Might be, might be. But either way, I mean, come on is 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 since when did Cheesecake Factory become, you know, the the spot to not go? Okay, so so in this in this uh, current uh, age of dating, apparently. Things have gotten all jacked up hmm. online recently, and there's this list going around, and it reads like this. Here is a list of places women absolutely uh, refuse to go on a first date. Uh, and thank you to the ladies who reached out to me to help me on making this list. And I'm like, so y'all refuse to do any of this on a first? Hold on. Let me back up. Before we leave the actual scenario that started this foolishness, mm. there there are other videos that go with the video that we showed earlier mm -hmm. that said that the reason why they were going to the Cheesecake Factory was because he was waiting for her downstairs for a full hour. For an hour. And his reservation to the place where he was going to take her to. Yep. And the Cheesecake Factory is the backup location. All First right. of all, if this man had a backup location on a date, <laughs> I think he should have gotten um he should have gotten a pass. Cause yeah. say this right now. If I if my reservation says seven o'clock and I'm picking you up at I don't know, let's say six thirty, because it takes 10 minutes to get there. I like mm -hmm. to be early. I like to be seated when I'm supposed to be seated. I make sure I tell the person that when I make the reservation, if my reservation says seven o'clock and I come to pick you up and I get there at 625 because I like to be early, if I'm going to pick you up and I wait for you to come downstairs to get into oh. my car until 730. First of all, first of all, if my reservation says seven, I'm probably eating at seven, whether you in the car or not. Let's just start there. Yep. Let's start the full, full stop. Oh yeah. If I've got reservations, that's un things happen. Plans change, but this wasn't a plans change. This was a something other than that, right? Well, her her excuse. Well, 
her excuse was she got off work late, blah, 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 had to get dressed and ready. But, but then also, um, in the conversation that happened, that ensued, she did not invite the man up to her house, which, okay, you don't know the guy. First date. Yeah, you're not going to invite him. I, I, I get that. Yeah, I, I, I get it. But at the same time, it's like for you to act like a spoiled brat while we're going to the backup location as to what, like, she should be super apologetic, number one. And during a first date for a guy, it is, you know, it's been a while since I've dated too. Um, married almost 10 years. Um, <laughs> whatever, man. Hey, I got 10 years more in the, in the game than most people. So I, okay. I, feel, I, I feel like, the you know, the vet, the vet in the game right now. But being somebody that, from what I remember, it's a, it's a lot of pressure in the first place on the first date for a guy because you yeah. don't want to be yeah, you, you want to be decently dressed because you don't want to be you don't, that you don't want that to be the reason why she doesn't go out on a second date with you. Be like, Ugh, like he just showed up and just whatever while we were going out, and you know, you have to have some sort of decorum about the way that you dress on the first date. Then your car has got to be clean because you don't want her getting no, in no dirt, dirty, nasty car because that's going to be a second thing. Third thing is you got to make sure you're on time for that reservation, of course. And oh, no, even just driving, driving this person, because that's a lot of trust a woman's putting in a man is driving her to the destination. You know, she's not driving like a, you drive like a maniac on the first date, even if you just maniac and you don't know what life like this is a it's a full life. They go from both sides. It's a whole lot that goes into a first date, right? Yeah. So the reaction that she gave, I mean, I mean, mm. okay. So that's thing number one. Thing number two, when did y'all become too bougie for Cheesecake Factory on the first date? Cheesecake Factory? Like, I, I was in Vegas and went to Cheesecake Factory and I dropped at least 90 to $100. I'm, I'm just... Easy. I, I haven't dated in a while, so I have, I don't, I don't have a frame of reference for it, except for to say, when did y'all become? Okay, let me not say y'all, because I feel like I'm, I feel like y'all gonna say I'm overgeneralization, attacking, attacking women. I'm just attacking people that think that a first date should consist of someone, whether it be male or female, spending something exorbitant. Or giving something exorbitant, right? Like, just like I don't understand the expectation for a man to be spending hundreds of dollars on the first date. I, I don't understand the expectation of a woman to put out on the first date. Like, that this is a first date. Yeah. Like, this, don't even, yeah, I don't even know each other like yeah, that. This, 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 this intro stuff, like... <laughs> What 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 are, what are we what are we talking about here? And this is you wind up here. Where do you work? You know what do you do? Like how how do you go from there to hey? Can I come up when we get back to that? Like Man, I might not even like your favorite color. Why am I spending four hundred dollars on you on a first date? It doesn't. Or, or she don't, she may not like the way you may not like the way she chews her food. She might chew like a cow. Yeah. Okay. Or she might not like the way uh, you know I, I I hold my fork and my knife. <laughs> Like it's a it's a it's a first date, right? Yeah. So I I don't 
understand the unrealistic expectations. And granted, you may not like the Cheesecake Factory, but I tell you what, you ain't going on the first date. You ain't going to Fleming's. Uh-huh. You ain't going to, you know, McCormick and Smith. You ain't going to the grill. You know, water, man. Like, I'm not taking you to Chimo on the first date. You're not going to Ruth, Chris. What? Nah. What? You want me to take you to Fogo to China on the first date? Steak 48? You better take me to Nobu. You better take yourself to Nobu on the first date. <laughs> like, honestly, first date material. Like, okay, so bringing back the list. Bringing back the list. <laughs> Man, that list says Cheesecake Factory. Oh, uh, this is, It says everything. <laughs> he says, this is everything. Every restaurant you possibly think of is on. No, it's not. No. And yeah. I mean, okay, some of the stuff I get, some of the stuff I get, I'm not, I'm not here to bash people that think that chain restaurants on the first date are, you know, a bad thing. I get it. It, it might not be your thing. You maybe put some more effort into it. Okay. Cause when I was dating, there was no Yelp. There was no Yelp. <laughs> there was no Yelp. Like there was no open table. Like right. there's no, there was no way for me to find uh, easily like good establishments. So I had to like do the work myself and sometimes you know you default to a chain restaurant you know you go to your cheesecake factory you go to your red lobster you go you know somewhere that ain't you know mcdonald's with a waiter but you know well so the first i mean the first date is hey i want to get to know you over some food in exchange for your time i'm not rewarding like you know, you get to a point to where down and down a little bit later in the relationship where you're like, hey, you know, I've been with her for X amount of time. She just got this promotion. I really want to do something nice, special for her. So I'm going to take her to Cheesecake Factory. I'm going to take her to Shima's. I'm going to take her to Ruth. You know, things that's a unless, you know, you're balling like that where you can afford to go to all these places all the time. Then fine. Do you. But I mean, you're setting a, a, a certain expectation where, you know, in a relationship, you want to always be improving, not necessarily. So. You know, leave some room for yourself. That's that's where, as men, that's where we are. Like certain men, it's like I want to leave some room for myself, so that way when I do do something like this, it's meaningful. It we start to you know all the little places that you go. Like let's say we go to you know me me and my me and my wife used to go to Chili's all the time, but we by us going to Chili's, we were able to create the dynamic that we have or the, the memories that we have of going to Chili's of like, Hey, remember when we went to Chili's and that way to just, you know, bit it and, and, and dropped everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that used to be our booth right there. You know, that's, that's where we sat all the time. That's because at, the date was about y'all. It wasn't, right. it wasn't about the establishment. It wasn't about who's stunting. It wasn't about who's balling. It wasn't about, it wasn't about, it wasn't about any of that. It was about, yeah what the date was supposed to be about, which people conflate with, I need to evaluate whether or not he can, uh, he or she, uh, he he or she can uh, uh, handle my expensive habits, right? Like right. it's absolutely asinine. I mean, Cheesecake Factory and Red Lobster at one particular point in time oh, Red Lobster was, was, so- top, was top of the list on where I'm taking you on a date. Like oh, yeah. I'm not even, first date Red Lobster, no, 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 no. Cheesecake Factory first date? No, 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 no. At one particular point in time, for those of you that don't know, that no. was, you built up to that. That was an yeah. anniversary date. Yeah, some people are too young to remember that. You know, you, 
You like, go anywhere else first, and then like, yeah, you you work at the Cheesecake Factory and and, and all that. Like, yeah, Cheesecake Factory was not the first first date spot at all. I mean, and so I think the unrealistic expectations around dating have gotten to a point where people can't even like you can't even function in the reason for the date for mm. all of the mess around it. Right. Mm. Like I, I saw it a couple couple months ago. You know, if you're not spending five hundred dollars on a date, you're not doing it right. Then I ain't doing nothing. Then I'm not doing it right. <laughs> then. It's who? Okay, let me let me try this another way. Just like men, just like the culture prompts men to have an unrealistic expectation of what women's bodies and women's personalities mm-hmm. are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. The culture creates in women an unrealistic expectation of what a date and what a relationship is supposed to be, yeah. right? Like, I'll put it like this. I've spent $27.50 on a date. I've spent $800 on a date. Dang, you got money like that? Man, it must be nice. Had. Must had, had okay. Ooh, Jesus, hey man, hey man, hey, hey, hey. One tomahawk steak at Fleming's f- for me, and a dry aged filet mignon for her, plus drinks, mm. plus the nightcap, and then the trip to. Uh, the dessert spot. I mean, I'm just I, I, yeah. Well, okay. I, mean, I know so, people. I know people that have spent more. I just put it like that. But the point is, like, that's not an everyday thing. That's not a first yeah. date thing. That's not a thing that, like, that that eight hundred dollar date. That was when me and my wife celebrated fifteen years. We um. Uh, mm-hmm. We balled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. For about two and a half days. <laughs> for like two and a half days, we ball. But it took me it took me a while to do that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Gosh. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, your, your wife's got a. Your wife's probably one of the nicest people that I've ever that I've ever seen, and I mean, she is like you know Miss Earth, you know. So Miss Earth USA, you know what it, you know what it is, you know what it is. But um, yeah, no, man, it's. I Dom, I don't I don't get it. And maybe I, I'm not supposed to get it because I'm not in that but okay, let's 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 look at this list. Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> not a first date place. Applebee's, maybe a first date place. Okay, I, first Apple, date place. Applebee's, Chili's and Chipotle and Olive Garden. I might Whoa, whoa. I've got a problem with Olive Garden. What? Olive Garden, I'm sorry. I, I, and Olive Garden is not one what it used to be at all. Not at all. Not no, at all. close. So no. Olive Garden is removed from the list for me. Like when you're talking about Italian food and you put and you say, let's go to Olive Garden, I will immediately be like, well, I'm going to go somewhere else because I'm not doing Olive Garden. It's just exactly. 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 The exactly. movies. Yes. Movies is first date for sure. That's like that's like the, 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 the Bill Russell of first dates, man. Like, come on now. If I can't, if my movie experience don't vibe with your movie experience. 
<laughs> ain't no relationship happening. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That sounds hold on. Let me turn my game down. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, if my movie experience don't vibe with your movie experience, there is no second date. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, it yeah, just okay. doesn't work. Okay, your house. Okay, fine. Whatever. Yeah. Any fast food chain? Honestly, this no, 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 no. It depends. It really depends on the relationship that you got. The, um, the relationship that you guys have, because you can have a girl or a guy that's really like, or, or both of them just like, you know what? Let's just go get something to eat. It don't even matter. And honestly, any woman that's up for that, you got a good building block for for the rest of the relationship. What what most people don't understand is, if I can take you to McDonald's, and you cool. Because you with me, and mm-hmm. I can take you to Capitol Grill because you cool. Oh, yeah. You yeah, me. exactly. Yeah. Right? Like, them $20 date nights, right? We split the, uh, we go to the dollar menu, then we go to the $5 movie. <laughs> yeah, probably we split a pop- popcorn and a Coke. Yeah, me and my wife, we did that a couple of times. Look, so, if, if you can't have me in my McDonald's, you can't have me in my McCormick's. That's all I'm saying. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. I'm saying if you ain't with if you can't order off the dollar menu, then I can't have them make you a custom menu with your name on it. That's nope. all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm and saying. I'm, like Buffalo okay, like Buffalo Wild Wings, it depends on the first date. Like depends on who the person is. If they cool, you're not really dressing up like you I know. Mean, is it fight night? Because if it's fight night, I mean, right, cool. we got, I don't have a problem with Buffalo Wild Wings if it's fight night. I don't, I don't yeah. have a problem. Wingstop? I'm not eating in Wingstop. I'm I'm taking you it back. Did Wingstop? I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't even know why they have have chairs in there. They have tables and chairs. I never see anybody in them though. Yeah, n- yeah. Uh, Red Lobster. Okay, you know nowadays you could. It's not necessarily like the top of the food chain anymore. Y'all don't know. Red Lobster used to be. Used to be. Say said, "I'll take you to Red Lobster." Now y'all gonna go against Queen B? That's all I want to know. Hey, look, I, I used to joke with my wife all the time. I'm like, so when are you going to take me to Red Lobster? She hey. like, I'm like, oh, so I'm so I'm not, I'm just not doing it, right? I'm, okay, all right, cool. You know, she, she don't want to take me to Red Lobster. All right, cool. I got it. Hey, I deserve some Cheddar Bay Biscuits <laughs> for what we both just witnessed. You and I know it. Just let me know the time and the day. That's what it is. That's what it is. And then you got the buffet. Buffets aren't really conducive for a first date, honestly. I mean, if that's, I've never done that before, but if you want to. On a first okay. date, a buffet? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, ta- it's tacky. It is it is tacky. IHOP. IHOP and Denny's. Maybe, nah. maybe after we're coming out, if, if, if our first date was the club and, you know, nothing else was open, maybe. If the club is not a first date. Why would it's, I take why would I take you to a place where I could lose you? Not take you <laughs> a first date. That's not a thing. Well, not a thing. What, 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 if, what if the two met in the club and then I was their first date because they were hungry. That, I could see. Exactly. I could see that. Could Denny's see. too. So Denny's fits in there. The gym. Absolutely not. Church. Oh God. No. Um, Starbucks. Nah. Well, Coffee man. dates. Okay. Not a first date at church. Not a first no. date. Okay. That's too. That's, that's even more pressure than the date itself. Not a first date at church. Oh, that's that's even yeah, more than the, than the date itself. Uh, coffee dates? Nah, not really. Ice cream dates? Not really. Family, Family functions? Christmas? No, 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 absolutely no, not. No, no, no. Movie night kind of falls in line with the 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 movies, so whatever. 
Um, somewhere that's a long drive. Yeah, no, you don't want to get to know that person. That, that Man, I'm gonna put you like this. The rest of the, the rest of the items on this list. Well, actually, no, man. Sporting events would be a really good first date. I don't even know sure. why tripping, man. Like, okay, if I asked you on a date and I said we we had box seats to, I was gonna say a Hornets game, but that, that don't really have the same kind of appeal. Um, to- no, 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 no. Most women, you got them at box seats, box seats or courtside. Hey, but if I say we're going to. A Hornets game, you're like, I don't want to go to no Hornets game. And I, and I say, I have box seats. You'd be like, ooh, I want to go now. You're not going. Status symbol, yeah. You're not going. I'm not taking you. You want to know why? Because yeah. you're not there to hang out with me. You're oh, there yeah. to to mooch off this experience. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Shoot, speaking of that, the wife, she, uh, she hit me up the other day. She was like, I want to go to a Panthers game. And my job, they give away tickets. And my job, uh, they do either, I think we we, we have box seats Mm-hmm. Or you're sitting on the 50 yard line, and okay. yeah, so uh, we're going yeah. to go to the Texans this weekend, which I don't really care to see the Ooh. Texans. But you know what? You should spend time with the wife. You should. D'Amico Ryan's is the coach. C.J. Stroud is the quarterback. I'm yeah, the guy, you, that, the, the guy the Panthers should have drafted. Yeah. Wow, that's for later on in the in, in the box. <laughs> but yes, the guy that they drafted definitely is going to be a mauling. Unfortunately. Sure. Okay. Unfortunately, oh my gosh! But yeah, no, y'all, y'all tripping on these dates, man. Look, take it for someone that's been married a long time. Well, maybe not. A pace long yourself. Time. Pace yourself. Pace yourself, man. Look, four hundred dollars on a date on a first date is a recipe for disaster. That's all I'm saying. And that's and that's from that that that's that's grown. Stephen talking, right? Like, why? For why? Oh. Why? Why? It just, you know what it should tell you? It, this is what I tell my daughter. If a man's going to spend $40 on you mm. first date, he wants something. Unless his house is paid off, mm-hmm. he's irresponsible. Mm. That, he's irresponsible. Period. That, period. That, he wants something. He's expecting something. He, he, want, he wants something that you're not going to be able to. He wants value in return that I can guarantee you you're not going to be able to provide no matter what you do. Yeah. Which means that the relationship for all intents and purposes has run its course even before it began. And uh, yeah. And speaking of relationships that's run its course, Jaden will. I was trying to avoid that today. I know I got it in the show notes, but I was trying to get around it. Nah, man. Nah. Jada's got to be canceled. I'm done with it. Like, nah. Wait, 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 wait. Can we explain why this hurts so much? Why this is so angry? I don't think, I don't think women get it, right? Because like, this is a big battle between women and men about Jada and her part and Will and his part. But I don't think women understand. It's like, it's like the older generation with Bill Cosby. Like you don't understand how much Bill Cosby being a rapist, rapist, serial rapist means to an entire generation. Like Dave Chappelle said, I this man, like you said about Bruce Jenner, you know how much how many of those Wheaties I ate when I was younger? <laughs> <laughs> this man used to be Africans at track and field. Like okay. He was he was yeah, they were influential. And and so like for me. The the uh, every time this woman is on camera, 
she completely unravels bits and pieces of their relationship. And it is super annoying because right now she's, you know, she's been on a tear with like these Tupac posts and, oh yeah, he was supposed to pros me and all this other stuff. And it's just like, aren't you married to this man? Aren't you married to Will Smith? Like, mm, mm, mm. see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What most of us, and this is black men of a certain age are saying, it's not, aren't you married to Will Smith? We're saying, aren't you married to Mike Lowry? Mm. <laughs> How could you do Mike Lowry that way? Okay. I've done some research for this. Since My the last God. time we got on here, I purchased Will Smith's book and I went through the entire book. The entire book. And I listened to his sordid life mm. and realized how flawed he was and how much of a character he has played the entire time that we've known him, right? Mm -hmm. And for men of our age, right? And you know, even though Dominique and I are almost a decade apart, men of our age, black men of our age, have hold Will Smith in a highly elevated position, right? And, and you have to understand who Mike Lowry is or else mm -hmm. you will never understand why what Jada is doing is so repugnant to us, right? To us, Will Smith was in a movie called Bad Boys. And even though the movie said he played the character, Mike Lowry, mm -hmm. to us, he didn't that play a him. character. Yeah, that was him. That was him. It's, it's, it's very comparable to Robert Downey Jr. and, and Tony Stark. They were they're one and the same person. For us, he was Mike Lowry, and Mike Lowry was the coolest person on the planet. Yep. Bar none. Yeah. Right? And 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 for as long up until I don't know, five years ago, his his personal perception and persona was unblemished. He was Mike Lowry the entire time. Will Smith was they're, they're synonymous, the same person, yep. right? What we know now, <laughs> what I know now, is that Will Smith is not Mike Lowry. Uh -uh. Will Smith ain't even Will Smith. The persona that Will Smith has allowed us to understand of him is completely contrived, right? And so understanding that helps us to understand why we don't like Jada and what she's doing so much. It isn't so much that she's saying these things, although it is, but we've heard these things before, right? Mm -hmm. If you listen to Will's book, you know that they have an unconventional marriage. They had an unconventional marriage when they got married, right? Jada did not plan her wedding. She did not want a wedding. She did not think that a marital union should be sanctioned by the government. She didn't want to do any. She didn't want any of that. Red flag. Well, but she's she's she thinks differently, right? So does everybody in Hollywood. Scientology. Well, but no, no. I mean, even aside from the Scientology, she thinks really, really differently. Like she'd have she'd have had an uncle hanging around her neck. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the <laughs> differently. Right. I wouldn't put it past her at all. But 
So so she don't she don't she doesn't think about marriage that way to begin with. And they both did not believe, although they were getting married, uh-huh. that monogamy uh-huh. served marriage. Uh-huh. Like that that's that's a foundational part of their relationship together. Although they had been friends and they are friends, they will be friends forever, and they are committed to their partnership to another. Monogamy was never a find foundational part of their marriage. Commitment was, but monogamy was not. And yeah, for most people, those are two different things that, that they're two different ideals. Yeah, the, the two different, for most people, those two different uh, ideals uh, are, are uh, melted into one, right? Mm-hmm. For most for most people that get married, monogamy and commitment are the same thing. Most normal day job having taxpayers. <laughs> Try to throw some bail for Will and Jada. They're not right because, like I said, with Jada, she doesn't think monogamy serves uh, traditional relationships and marriage. Right for Will, his psychosis is that when he says he's going to do a thing, he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Right, like he said, he's going to be committed. In, in his book, he says, although he knew that his first marriage was failing and that his wife no longer loved him and that he no longer loved her. He was committed to staying in that marriage Uh to raise his son and to try to be the best husband providing for his wife that he could for the rest of his life, knowing that he didn't love her and she didn't love him. Right. Well, that's an interesting dynamic because in most situations and for most people that aren't married or thinking about getting married, this is what happens. And, and it's vice versa. Um, so this goes both ways for men and women. Essentially, the, the man that you see, you create. A man has to figure out the best way to be himself with everything going on. Yeah. So no, no matter the, the fights, whatever, that man will be the only version of him that he can be that will allow him to exist in that situation. But you got to know yourself, Right. True. And what and what we found out, what I found out, is that Will didn't really know himself. He he knew himself, but he he, he wasn't forced to face himself in those ways. Like he had yeah. these uh uh these guardrails, these uh, uh these uh, sayings in life that guided his life, which is how he could be so committed in this relationship, but be committed to her happiness, whatever it meant, right? Oh. He's committed to Jada through everything because they're partners for life through life through the universe he describes it in multiple ways some of which is completely ridiculous <laughs> but that's what he is and so it, it does it for him and i've had this conversation i don't know if we've had this conversation but the thought that there's nothing that could happen that could break our partnership is I mean, it's an enduring thought when it is not mixed with crazy, which I kind of feel like their relationship is, if you know what I mean. Like, it's always been mixed with crazy. I mean, yeah, it's, it's always been mixed with crazy, honestly. Especially when, when, especially once the rumors came out about the whole open marriage thing, it was like, huh? Because, I mean, even before that came out, we were just like, oh, man. And even J. Cole references it. I want that Will and Jada love. And it's like... That's the other thing. And they, it's like... Tell me it, what they sold us. Tell me, from your perspective, tell me what they sold us. 
they sold us on them being perfect, almost like being the Huxtables, like uh, 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 Bill and, 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 you know, Bill and uh, Felicia. Yeah, yeah. That's what they sold us on. And then when we found out that they had an open marriage, okay, it was here. Then it said, okay, well, all right, whatever. And then, like, nothing really came of it. So we said, okay, well, we'll just inch him back up. And then the entanglement happened, and we were like, oh, shoot, what's going on? And this is this roller coaster ride of just putting these people on pedestals. And and that's why you should never put people on pedestals because no matter how famous they are, how much money they got, there's still people at the end of the day. If you're honest, if you're honest with someone about who you are, they're much more willing to accept your flaws than if you sell them mm-hmm. a version of yourself that's not true. And to some extent, we are all selling a version of ourselves, right? You do it at your job, you do it at home, you do yeah. it yes, yeah. But they more than anyone understand the passing off of a character mm. more than any of us. And what they sold us, what he sold us was that he was Mike Lowry. What she sold us was that she was an she was a strong, smart, independent, loving, committed wife, and that they were relationship goals, a term that I've come to a bore. Hey right? man, she was always stoning to me. Say again? He was always stony to me. Oh, well, I mean. <laughs> and then she got old. I, and then and then and then she had the entangled. Like, okay, and then this situation really irks me because she you had the entanglement. You had Will Smith on the red table talk on the other side of his table. Basically, I don't know what he was doing beforehand, but that it was like it was like how they say Gucci man is not the real Gucci man anymore. I don't know who was sitting across from Jada at their, at that red table talk that day, but it wasn't Will Smith. It wasn't Mike Lowry. No, 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 no. There you go. It was (laughs) not Mike Lowry. It was Will Smith. And that simple man that we saw that has been taking all of this that Mm -hmm. he's taking from his wife, they're still married, although they say that they've been se- they had been separated for five years, which meant that for five years they'd been like passing it off as they had as they were together and they were not right. But that that simple flawed man was Will Smith. We just mm. we were we were not we prepared. Oh, yeah, no, we, we were not prepared. Yeah. Why would you be prepared? But Will Smith was the coolest man on the face of the planet, being played on international streaming TV by a woman who don't... Look, man. I'm going to say this only one time. Mm. Jada might be pretty in the face. But Jada don't have no lady lumps. She doesn't. And of I know ne- I could not understand why you would let that woman play you in the face if you're Mike Lowry, because that, that that's not how it goes. But he's not Mike Lowry. He's Will Smith, and he is completely and madly in love with Jada. With GI Jane? With stop. <laughs> no, no, no. We will not have any bald headed jokes. From the bald-headed society, we no. don't have any bald-headed no. jokes. Will Smith gonna come through my door and and, and he gonna slap me? Ah. 
Okay. First of all, first of all, Will Will got some skeletons in his closet. You got to you got to listen to the book. He's he's not okay. he's he's not Will Will Smith from uh, First Prince of Bel Air either. Mm. Uh, but like, why would you? I mean, don't the, the only way you would take that is because you loved her and you were insanely in love with her. You're right, but but then also let's 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 rewind the the hands of time a little bit. And what was it? Two people. Pep, uh, was it salt? Uh, salt from salt and pepper, or pepper? One or two. I think it was pepper. She was saying one time that she had the opportunity to be with Will Smith, but she thought he was a lame. And 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 she says she regrets passing on that. At least she does now. I don't think she does now. Well, no, 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 no. But the the version of Will that we see now is a product of the relationship between him and Jada. So. It very well could have turned out slightly differently. I mean, you did you did read the book. Wait, wait, wait. A little bit more insight into this. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you listen to the book, <laughs> that's not the case. Mm. That is not the case. Mm. Like he, Mike Laris is uh, has self confidence. Will Smith does not. Mike Laris secure in his manhood. Will Smith is not. Mike mm. Laris doesn't feel fear much of anything. Will Smith has some fears. Like mm-hmm. Mike, Mike Lowry generally is, is like even killed or, you know, Will Smith is like, <laughs> they're not the same person. Like he's that good. He's that good of an actor that he made us think that he was acting, that he wasn't acting while he was playing Mike Lowry. And then when he wasn't playing Mac, Mike Lowry, he made us believe that he was Mike Lowry. He's that mm-hmm. good of an actor. Uh, well, so was that Mike Lowry that uh, slapped Chris Rock or... That was Will Smith. Okay, and now here's the other thing. I see it on both sides because when we when it came out that they've been separated for six years, my immediate thought was like, why? Why did you do that? Because now it's like, why are you defending somebody that you've been separated from in your, albeit giant mansion, for over six years? Separated. Okay. In their world, separated, that means they are they are headed in different directions. Mm-hmm. It just means that they are not in each other's orbit in the way that normal married people would be. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they will never not be married to each other. That was another thing that she said that I had a problem with. She was like... They, they would never not be married to each other. They are life partners in that way. Yeah, with, she, she was like... What was it? During the interview, she said... Uh, the interviewer was like, well... How come you haven't got a divorce? She was like, well, I never wanted to be the reason why we got divorced. And it's just like, but you are. But to any say, well, and from what we know, right? From what we know. Like, I'm, I'm tempering that because I'm trying to cut, I'm trying to throw some bail on that because I understand Will ain't perfect. Not yeah. even close. Not even close. But hey, but but I mean, uh, well, like I said, you have listened to the book. I got to listen to the book. But going listen. in with without listening to it, I mean, if we check the score, <laughs> bro. Look, Jada is not the victim. Neither is Will. Let's just start there. The marriage is the victim. <laughs> ironically, ironically, the marriage <laughs> is the victim. The marriage. marriage what's going they on here? We are jumping. The crap out of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> a pole. 
with every press release, with every social media post, with every book that they publish, they're beating they're beating the general thought of marriage out of the collective uh, <laughs> consciousness of the culture. Because and, and here's a, another reason why we why we are so mad is because if she can do that to him, it oh. can happen to anyone. It can happen to anybody. It can. If Will Smith is not enough for Jada, I'll. Most people will think that if Will Smith is not enough for Jada, I'll never be enough for my wife because I will never be Mike Lowry. I'll never be Will Smith. So if he can, if if he can suffer an entanglement, then it's only a matter of time for me. You know what I mean, like, bro, like, how was, is this your king? Yes, he was our king. He was, yes, he was. <laughs> Him, <laughs> but. But I mean, I mean, also think about it. The, the the institution of marriage, at least for me, the funny way that I think about it is, you you love a woman so much, or you love a person so much, and you say, "I want to get the government involved." <laughs> I mean, you just think about that. It's like, man, because I mean, you know, back in the day, slaves when they got married, you didn't have the whole. It was just that commitment. Commitment to one another and whatever, and I mean, not necessarily whatever that 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 form took shape. Like Django, perfect example. This I man, Django. I'm sick, man. Come on, I'm telling you that. I mean, Django was nothing but just a love story. It well, it was a little bit more than a love story, but at its base, at its base, it was a love story. This man killed so many people just to rescue his wife. That's all he wants. Commitment. That is commitment. Is he our new king? Is Django our new king? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. No longer is Mike Lowry our king. Django is our new king. Django's new king. Sorry. He he rescues his wife and he kills white oppressors. He is our new king. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> and then and white people. I said our white oppressors. If you're not an oppressor, <laughs> that don't apply to you. You're safe. It does not apply to you. Yes, that is exactly like when that movie came out. It was Jingle was always kind of waiting in the wings behind Will Smith, and it, and then oh, everything happened, and Jingle was like, "Excuse me, I'll go ahead and take this." Really? Played by Jamie Foxx, who famously only dates white women. Yep, I was I had that in the tuck waiting. You said it, I was like, I don't think that's where you want to go with this separation from character <laughs> and portrayer. Okay. <laughs> Django is our new king. <laughs> Jonathan Majors is our new king. Forget what you heard. The rumor mill has it. Allegedly. I got to get my allegedly queued up correctly. Allegedly. He has married Megan Good. He is our new king. <laughs> That's why she's been with him at all the court stuff. He is our new king. Ah, so he just doesn't conquer. He's just not king the conqueror. Oh no 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 no! He married Megan Good. <laughs> he is king the conqueror. I'm sorry, Jonathan Majors. Yes. All so right. One for Jonathan. Yeah. Oh, big time. <laughs> Some, some of y'all are not old enough to remember the fascination that a generation and a half had with Megan Good. Oh, but, a lot of a lot of people don't even remember where uh, Megan Good got her start from back in uh, Cousin Skeeter. Cousin Skeeter. 
Oh, shoot. Don't tell me you don't remember Cousin Skeeter. I, look, I'm a little bit older than you. I might have aged out of that show. Please help me oh. out. Bill Bellamy and um, what's that light-skinned dude's name that's in... Um, Bill Fred Bellamy? So, okay. the light, Who's that light-skinned dude? Um, he's in one of those stupid Tyler Perry shows. The one with the doctor... Tyler Perry show. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh, for two. Oh, or two. One. I don't do Bill Bellamy unless it's his podcast, which is funny. I don't do him in movies. I don't do him in stand-up, although stand-up's pretty good, too. But his podcasts are hilarious. Who? Bill Bellamy. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I don't. His, yeah, he's got a he's got a very good... Robert, Robert Richard. Richard. Ricard. Uh, women know him. Uh, yeah, women know him. Robin Richard. Chard, this sounds like I'm, but I'm butchering the name, I'm not gonna lie, but it is what it is. This dude, oh, that guy, the pretty so, guy, cousin Skeeter, from what show? Nope, nope, I'm, I'm getting there. Cousin Skeeter was a show on Nickelodeon with Megan Good, no. Robert Richard, or whatever his name is, and cousin uh, Bill Bellamy played the puppet. Mm, see, oh, this show oh, was this show was great. Here, here's where our age difference rears its ugly head. I've never seen that in my life, and I'm talking about the cousin Skeeter. I've seen that dress before on her because she, I used to follow her on Instagram before I got delivered. Um, but yes, this is Megan Good way back in the day. Nah, nope, no frame reference on that one, buddy. Ah, uh, I can why. Hold on, see all you guys, cousin Skeeter. Let, let's let's look at the year ninety eight to like two thousand ish. You were watching Nickelodeon. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. I was trying ninety eight to two thousand one. I was trying to figure out. How to make fifty dollar date work? Fifty dollar date. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have diverged, bro. No. Oh man, you were doing homework. I was trying to do homework. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hey man. But no, yeah, no. Jonathan Majors is our is our king. Oh. This is not in the show notes, but I read recently that the woman that accused him of assault is going to be arrested for assaulting him, which means his entire case is about to be thrown away, which is why him on Loki is so great because now we get to see the depth of his acting skills without any worry mm -hmm. that he's going to be replaced in the MCU. So that, and that was my biggest thing when I heard about all those court cases, because I was like, look, we're 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 a post Tony Stark MCU. I need a consistent and 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 plus uh, huh a, a consistent something something. And then on top of that, you know, uh, you know, God rest his soul. Uh, 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 our Black Panther, he's he's no longer with us, so we're not going to get any more of him. 
So now we got Jonathan Majors as a consistent villain that's playing a bunch of different iterations or variants of himself. And I, I just need some sort of consistency. And I'm glad that that has been resolved. Now I know for sure that we're going to get more of Jonathan Majors. And he has been playing the hell out of Kang the Conqueror. Yo, uh, the last episode. So we forget how good of a uh, actor and how good of a thespian Jonathan Majors is. And that last episode oh. minded us, right? Because oh. he makes a bunch of independent movies from time to time. Like he's got two, he's got one that's coming out. He's a bodybuilder. He got, he had um, one that came out. He was a black airline pilot. Mm-hmm. Devotion. Good movies, but they're not blockbuster movies. He's not that kind of superstar, right? And what was that uh, that Netflix movie that that he made? That was really good. Oh, the harder they fall. Yeah, Jay Z executive produced movie. Yeah, that was good. And he's in uh, Lovecraft Country. Did you see that? No, I've been, yeah. I've been, I've been trying to put some time aside to actually watch that. I hear it gets what is it like mixed with uh, Stranger Things or something? Practically, okay. It's if like I color was... purple, color purple meets Stranger Things. Okay. Okay, okay. Yes. Let me let me let me contextualize. Let me, just for you know me. what? We got to get a t-shirt with you that says, "Hey, c- c- can we talk about this?" <laughs> I got to contextualize it. We just came out we just came out of a writer strike mm-hmm. back in hold on. Do you remember uh Save the Cheerleader Save the World? Heroes? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you remember how great heroes was the first season. Oh yeah, it was it was good. And the second season. And you remember how it turned to steaming feces <laughs> in season three because of the writer strike. Oh, that's what happened there. I gotcha. Okay. That's what happened. Okay. That's uh, not what happened with Lovecraft Country. HBO just canceled it. There were problems with the director and the writer. I don't know why they because it was such it was a good show it was it was black people in sci-fi in a sci-fi type of environment with a little horror mixed in mm. and it was amazing mm-hmm. like i don't even like horror like that but it was amazing because jonathan majors and uh Anjanae ellis i want to say i said her i want to say her name is Janae smouye Oh, you talking about Journey Simulator? Her too. They were all really good. Uh, Courtney yeah. B. Vance was good, great in it too. Like they had an all-star cast. Mm-hmm. It was a great story. It was very well directed. Like, and and that's that was my introduction to Jonathan Majors. Yeah, you got to take some time to watch it. It's only one season. I see. I see that. And Raphael Sadiq did the uh, the the music. What? He is on. Okay, I know we're surfing through topics, right? John, we've, Jonathan Majors, MCU, Lovecraft Country, Raphael Sadiq. Mm. Raphael Sadiq can do music like nobody's business. If you have you seen Insecure, you have seen Insecure, haven't you? Uh uh-uh. oh. Okay, look, Dominique, look, look, look. I'm putting it all on my on my. Uh... No, the fact that you're just now putting it on. Uh uh uh. Raphael Sadiq does the music for Insecure as well. And okay. when, I tell you, when I tell you he doesn't miss, he does not miss. Mm. Like he puts you on the, to artists that you would not have found otherwise. 
Mm -hmm. and it works and they these artists and these records these snippets work perfect within the show but when you go back and listen to the playlists like these artists are great just outside of the show he does mm -hmm. he doesn't he does not miss does not miss at all but yeah you 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 have you have to watch insecure okay like even if i mean you, you want to watch lovecraft country first because like it only has one season insecure has like six okay but yeah, it's if you want to watch a love story about blackness and foolishness that makes mm -hmm. you laugh, you want to watch Insecure. Like okay. it's, it's worth the watch. It's worth the watch. So I, okay. I, don't, I don't even freaking know how we got here. How did how did we get here? Hmm. We, I don't know. It's a we... very good. I think uh, it was a segue of like uh, Will Smith movies. You know, some yeah. Will Smith. Something along those lines. I gotta let my son watch Hancock. He's old enough now. Oh, Hancock is awesome movie though. Yeah. I'm yeah. mad they never did the uh the sequel. I am have you seen the extended cut, right? I think so. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. I, I was really hoping that they The would. only the only movie that's a miss for me was After Earth. There, there are reasons that after he he talks about after Earth in his book. There are reasons why After Earth is a is a miss. Yeah, right? I mean, After Earth is a miss. Well, honestly, anytime I see Will Smith without his mustache, is a miss for me. I'm like, concussion bro. wasn't bad, huh? Concussion wasn't bad. It was interesting. Oh, come on. The only one that I was okay with was Ali because yeah, you had I, I get that, but yeah. the rest of them. Like, cause in After Earth he didn't have his mustache either. And it was just like, well, I mean, you got a point. You have a point. You have a point. The, the non-mustache Will Smith does have a very shady track record. He's <laughs> <laughs> very, very shady. Like that movie he did. The movie he did where he was his clone. Oh yeah. I mean, it was a good movie, but it, it had like Enemy of the State vibes. It was an entertaining movie, but I was like, yeah, I could have Netflixed and chilled this one. <laughs> I went to watch that joint in IMAX. I took my son to see it. He's like, Dad, this is the greatest movie ever. I was like, about that. <laughs> this is not my thing anymore. Well, I mean, like this. So now my question is, does I, I don't want to be insensitive to what Will Smith is going through, but are we still gonna get I Am Legend 2 out of this or we are. Oh, okay. We're okay. going to have to. He has to go back and he has to dip into a well that he was successful in to regain his status in Hollywood or else like it's going to be real bad. I think he did Emancipation, which nobody saw and nobody cared about. Because Ooh, about you know, here's a sequel. Oh. Oh, Come on, man, don't do that. I can tell by the look on your face. It's about to be some mess. I think you Come have on. an idea what I'm going to say. Here's a sequel that I want. Here, I'll give you one guess. What sequel Will Smith do I want? Ah, ah, ah. Sorry. What, what, sequel, what sequel Will Smith? What, what sequel do you want? Um, what sequel do you want? Um, iRobot, maybe? Mm -mm. I don't know. Hitch? That'd be interesting, but no. Wild Wild West. 
freaking lie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sequels. Give me Wild Wild West two, please. Give me Wild Wild West two, and I will give it back. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Return to Cinder. Good, 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 man. Okay, that's your one. Here's my one. Give me the sequel to Bright. Mm, I thought they were supposed to be doing that. Netflix balked on the sequel. Mm. They, apparently, they had the screenplay, and it did not like it. It didn't perform the way that they thought it was going to. And then Netflix went. They had like a down quarter, and they were like, "Well, we don't mm. content." Mm. I still want my sequel to Bright. That's all I'm saying. True. I'm with you on that. Like, I mm. actually enjoyed Bright, and I saw yeah. potential. But yeah, yeah, it was good. But yeah, you said Wild Wild West. <sighs> Look, my 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 movie selection, or sometimes when I, for the most part, I agree with a lot of what movies were good. Mm. But the other thing for me is I I grew up in the movie theater, so I'm used to like every Friday and Saturday. My dad worked at a movie theater for yeah, yeah, I remember saying twenty years. So I I would go to the movie there just to go like and sometimes I would go you know when nobody else was there and just you know my dad had to show the movie I would just sit there and watch movies. I did that too, <laughs> just not in the same way. Like you were supposed to be there, I wasn't. I was just there. <clears throat> IMDb has listed. Oh. In pre-production, Hancock 2. So and in post-production, Bad Boys 4. I was just about to say, so yeah, so we're starting... It, whoa. Because that means Will Smith is on, is on a comeback, big time. You, hey, you go back to the well. Go back to the well. Bad Boys yeah. 2 wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad, though. But yeah. there, was a lot, there was a lot there. Hancock... There's a lot there as well, so I'm, I'm, you know, Hancock. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what. And, I'm saying. I, and and well, here's the other thing. I want Karate Kid too. Never happen. Like. It's never gonna happen. Sorry. I, I wish that it would, unless they're gonna unless they're gonna have a different kid because his son Jaden's not doing. True. Now, okay, you can do that, but you still have to have Jackie Chan. And it could just be somebody from the like a hundred. What are you talking about? But still, you gotta have Jackie Chan because it can be a kid from the school that he started after after the first one. Could be. Could be. Man, look, Cobra Kai is doing so well on Netflix. I don't think we'll ever see another karate kid. Not, at least not like that. Not for another, I don't know. We gotta let the old wash away. And it's been a while. What has it been almost ten years? So maybe another five years before we yeah. get karate kid. Or another version of Karate Kid, because, you know, they do everything in, like, 15, 20-year cycles. Hmm. Or Three Ninjas. There goes that age difference again. Come on, man. There goes that age difference. Now, I, I know I know what you're talking about. I just don't hold it in the same esteem as you. I'm sorry. Three Ninjas. That was that was a movie. It's a Three Ninjas. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Boy, man, I missed a whole lot. And I hate that. Yo, I be hating that. <laughs> you ever think to yourself, 
I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> I'm getting too old. I'm getting too old. I forgot. What was I doing? I was, um, dang, it's going to come back to me. I'll tell you the story. Mm. Anyhow, but yeah, no, I, I don't, Three Ninjas, I remember it. My brothers probably enjoyed it much more than I did. I didn't really care. I didn't really care for it all that much. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But it's all good, you know. But now that now that we've cleansed our palate of Will and Jada, because hopefully there won't be anything else to talk with them about, and we can be finished talk with them and let them live their lives however they want to live them, knowing that they are no longer allowed to sell us on anything relational at all, ever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hopefully we can just learn from their mistakes and and let them go about living their lives. I pray that that's the case. Take us, please take us out of the group chat, Jayla. Anyway. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. We want out. We don't we care. You're offering up. I mean, yeah. The other part was she was just offering up information that nobody really, we didn't, we didn't need to know. So. Okay. We, we got a transition, but these Jada and Tupac memes have gone too far. <laughs> I, and I am not, I am not, uh, her bodyguard, her protector, or anything like that, right? <laughs> but they've gone too far. <laughs> they got hurt yeah. in the, the car, with Tupac. Yeah, she was in the car, man. Whatever. She was in the back seat. She's she was screaming, "Take Willis!" <laughs> I saw one. Hey, you remember a scary movie where the girl uh, has sex with the ghost? Oh yeah. Somebody hold <laughs> her face on that joint. And superimpose uh, a ghosty Tupac is going too far. Like you gotta, we gotta let that woman, gotta let that woman go. Get or, off. or you know, what was the other meme? The one where uh, Will's daddy from the show and Jay, Jada's like, "I don't love you, man." <laughs> Which for anybody who's not really watched uh, 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 the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, that is a very powerful scene. And James Avery talks about that scene as being the time that he knew Will was like. He was a, a legit actor at that point. The fact that they would sully that scene with this foolishness lets you know how far uh, uh, this has gone into the depths of foolishness. Like that. Why you don't want me, man? No, that scene is still it's it is it is as powerful as Denise coming uh, as not Denise. What's her name? Um. Tempest Blesso's character on, uh, on Denise Cosby Show. Yeah, Denise. No, yep. coming back in late and her getting in trouble with Claire. It's, it's as powerful as that scene mm. or the Cosby Show when they did the uh, 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 the the anniversary where they did the singing down the stairs. Oh and yeah, the whole baby skit. It, it was as powerful as that scene yeah. or almost as any other scene in black cinema. Like yeah, black TV cinema that is. So oh yeah, yeah. No, All right, what we got next? Man, it is the third week in October, which means it is the most beautiful time of year because for the next 10 days, the athletic equinox is happening. Mm. There is NFL football. Mm. There is Major League Baseball. There's NBA basketball. And there is National Hockey. Mm-hmm. All at the same time. And if you're a soccer fan, 
the soccer, I, the uh, uh, the U.S. Soccer League, I forgot what it's called, FCS, I believe they're moving to the playoffs like next week. So mm. the next 10 days is going to be a smorgasbord of sports. Not to mention the fact that, if I if I remember correctly, Jiho is happening this week. Crazy. You, you're, you're a Texas resident no more now. Like, you, you can't. You're done. I'm done what? You're done. Okay, see? Here's the thing. This is this is what people that are not alumni of North Carolina Anti State University don't uh, understand. He just, he just went there. It doesn't matter where in the world you are. Uh, if you have participated as a student and as an alumni of that highly esteemed university, you always know uh, that Jiho is coming near the end of October. And whether you go or not, there's something in in your heart of hearts <laughs> that burns with joy and pride, knowing that your Aggie brothers and sisters are participating in this well-oiled tradition. Well-oiled. Great. Like, this is just dripping with excellence. Uh, okay. So, so, yeah. That, 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 that. But no, it's the sports equinox. And and there's so we've been gone for too many days. There's so much to talk about. Okay. I thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you for for listening to us opine about Will and Jada. Hmm. But before we get too long in the tooth, I need to say this. Stop. 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 If you if you're watching, the guy on the left is Andrew Wiggins. He is six nine. I don't know, two hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah, he's got that. a forty inch vertical. He he'd probably be the best comparison. Like he's a good Swiss. Like honestly, he you have not seen him shine this this past year, but you did see him shine the year before. And he's like the third or fourth option in Golden State, but yet I think he's the best all-around player that they have. The guy on the right is Victor Wimbanyama. Wimbanyama. Yama. He is the next big thing. And big is an understatement because he is listed at 7'4", but most people think he's closer to 7'6". He has guard-type skills a la Kevin Durant. But he likes to block shots because he's bigger than anybody you've ever seen move like that. And this dude. Like this, like this shot that Wiggins took is a no-brainer for him. But because of the size and athleticism of Victor Wembignana, this is a bad shot. This man changes the way people play basketball by simply being on the court. We have not seen anything like this since, and this is going to date myself, <laughs> Ralph Sampson. This, this last time we saw a guy this tall with this much fluidity to his game and the ability to get off of the floor that quickly and that highly. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And yes, I know there has been 
uh, Manute Bow and Bo Bo and Sean Bradley and uh, Andrew. Uh, what, what's the, the the guy name that's playing for the Boston Celtics now? The Unicorn. Yeah, Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, Kristaps Porzingis, and you know we've had uh, Luca or yeah, Luca kind of in that. I mean, you, you we've, had, we've had quite a few. We've got we've got Kevin Durant, right? Yeah, but I, so my my I know we compare him to Kevin Durant a lot, but I will say there's two there's two arguments here. One being that Kevin Durant is more offensive focused, and and honestly, if you look at the two, and maybe this is just a product of Victor just coming to the league, but Kevin Durant and his movement, it's hard to see a seven foot person move in the way that Victor and Kevin Durant do. Most of the time, they're really lanky and really awkward. But Kevin Durant is a legit guard in a seven-foot body. Victor, kind of, sort of, but... Victor's small forward in a, in a body of a seven-foot four. Right. Victor, Victor is more athletic. I think he's going to be... And he went to, he went to the right team. Because with Pop, not only is he going to be able to learn how to score effectively, but then also, they were talking about it the other day, just by him being even on one side of the court, you're you're doubting whether you're going to take that drive or not because he can cover a lot of ground. I just want to I just want to ask: Did you see the alley he caught from the free throw line? Oh, you talking about where he 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 dumped it off and did a, like he, a he said, uh, and then pretty much as soon as he gave it up, he said, "Go up!" And the dude tossed it up, and he just jumped and yeah. For the he, un- doesn't, he doesn't need to jump to dunk at all. For the uninitiated, there's a standard fundamental basketball play called the give and go. It's when you throw the ball to one of your teammates, assuming that the guy that's guarding you is going to look mm-hmm. at where you threw the ball, and then you dive towards the basket for your teammate to throw the ball back to you. Bounce pass, chest pass, alley-oop, whatever. Victor, <laughs> Wimby, I'm going to start calling Wimby. him. Wimby. Did this at the three-point line. He passed it to the... <laughs> His teammate was... At the three-point line, he was at the top of the key. He passed it to him. His team, his the guy that was guarding him looked, and he pointed at the air, and his teammate threw him an alley-oop, and he jumped from, I promise you, the free-throw line to catch the alley-oop in the middle of the lane, and he dunked it. And I've never seen anything like that in my life, yeah. and I've watched a lot of basketball. Yeah. Like, you would assume that DeAndre <laughs> Jordan dunking on Brandon Knight is the farthest out you've ever seen a big man dunk a basketball. Wimby was farther out. Than yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. and and the shots that he's blocking, and the ways that he's blocking them, like these are shots that people are used to taking against seven footers. Are used to taking them in rhythm, have adjusted their shot because they know that he's seven four. Or most seven footers aren't. They're not. They can't move like that. And he's still blocking them. He's yeah. still getting up out of there. Like, he's still developing. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the limit is. I don't know what the what the what the upside of it is if he stays healthy. Like, well, so he's been gaining weight, which a lot of people are saying is is kind of bad for him. But I don't think so. I think he can't go in there too frail. Like, I don't think he's going to become get as big as Giannis, but some muscle will not hurt him. Okay, so have you seen him stretch? No. Okay. I'm sure it looks I've, funny, though. I've seen him stretch. This dude can do a split. 
he is flexible. So he can. So one foot is on one, like one foot is on one side of the sideline, the other one's on the other. <laughs> he can bend down all the way so that the front of his head touches his knee. Oh, that's crazy. He's that flexible, which means his joints. He's limber. Like, well, I, I, looking back over the coverage of him, one of the things that they talk about his team making sure of was the fact that he was flexible in all of his joints. So they have this, you know, Steph Curry has his regimen to make sure his ankle okay. strong and all that good stuff. Wimby has a regimen uh, uh, to make sure that his joints, especially his lower joints mm-hmm. and his lower ligaments are flexible, which yep. is why he can do like a split, which is why he can bend all the way over and, and put his freaking forehead to his knee, which is why he can do all these other crazy things. And it, it makes it so that he doesn't actually have to have all the strength in the world. It's kind of like what they did with Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant just, he grew up and he filled out. He didn't fill out because he was lifting weights. Right. He filled out because he grew up and he filled out. And Wimby is going to have the same thing, but he's just a naturally skinny guy. And if they can keep him flexible, like you don't have to jump to block shots, man. You don't have to jump to block shots. You don't oh have to God. jump to dunk. You don't have to jump to 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 shoot over anybody. Like honestly, like if you get him in the right situation, Jokic is going to have a problem with guarding this kid. In the right situation, he's going to have a problem guarding him. Pardon me. Now the question the question becomes. Because the defense against a tall guy is always a guy that has more muscle, right? Is the reason why we saw the advent of Larry Johnson mm-hmm. back in the mid mid nineties and and uh, Alonzo Mourning mm-hmm. about all these tall guys. Alonzo wasn't even seven foot. Alonzo was like six nine and a half, maybe six ten on a good day with his hair up, but he was thick, and that's how they that's how they played him. Only problem with that is Victor been playing in France with European dudes. He is familiar with people being bigger than him and moving him out of the way. Uh-huh. And so I don't think it's going to be as effective as people are going to or think it's going to be. I mean, it's going to hinder him a bit, but it's not going to be as effective as it was like against Yao, who still learned how to play against guys that were bigger than him. So, well, so another weird thing is rebounding. Like this kid doesn't have to jump to rebound. And even if he doesn't jump, he's still just like, yeah, what were you trying to reach at? Like, changes the game. I heard an analyst talking about the fact that they may start missing free throws on purpose because he has such, uh, he, because he's so tall, he has the ability to grab rebounds much easier. And instead of you know, you got a, a four point play with a three pointer yeah. and a missed field and a and, yeah. and, and a free throw turns in. You're, you're netting, you're netting plus one more point, which yeah. goes a long way over the course of a game. You know, analytics will tell you just about anything to do, right? So they're looking at that and they're going, well, maybe, just maybe it'd be worth it, which would be an interesting turn. And he can shoot and handle the ball. And he can cross. He crossed up somebody. <laughs> you let a walking stick cross you up. You know how demoralizing the guy to be. <laughs> crossed up by a dude that's eight inches taller than you. <laughs> Shouldn't happen. Shouldn't happen. No, nah, not at all. Like not at all. I it's think a, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know where it goes. This is this is probably one of the most interesting NBA seasons in a while. 
Like last year, I was I didn't really care. I was what I was pretty much whatever. But this year, we have Damian Lillard paired up with Giannis. We have uh, uh, the three headed monster that is Phoenix. You have Chris Paul finally. This might well, it's yet to be proven, but on paper, this could be the closest he might get to a ring, which he had the opportunity in Phoenix, but that's neither here nor there. Um, who else we got? Um, who? What other moves were made? Those are the only ones that matter. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, um, for Derrick Rose fans, he's over in Memphis now with with Ja, trying to help Ja not be. Oh, and then Boston with Chris Stapps, um is there, and yeah. we got Marcus Smart. Well, no, I'm sorry, not Marcus Smart. Sorry, um, Drew Holiday. That's that's was, pretty good. That was okay. That was okay. Uh, I needed that because, and we've always talked about it. a lot of people talk about it is the fact that Boston in late game situations does not know or does not have an identity in late game situations. Now with Drew Holiday, you have somewhat of an identity, but that's the same identity that Marcus Smart gave him, just like an inch taller. But Drew Holiday is a little bit. I, I, uh, yes, Marcus Smart was that person, but it was like maybe kind of, but all the focus was on Jalen and Jason. Now with Drew Holiday, you have that nameplate that sits between them. Like, yeah, I can do it too. Either one. I, I to be honest with you, I think Porzingis is probably going to be a bigger ad than mm. uh, Drew Holiday, only because I think he's not afraid to get his own shot or shoot his own shot. I yeah. think the other two are. Jalen Brown didn't have a left hand, and Jason Tatum likes to take hard shots. Porzingis likes to take shots he can hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. that, 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 that means a lot. They added what they needed. Oh, and then we have uh, uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander and um, Chet Holmer. Yeah. So Chet coming back is going to be – oh, I heard somewhere that uh, I was listening to Bamani Jones' podcast, The Right Time, and he was saying how Chet Holmgren and Wimbanyana when when – Ben Yama, Wimby. Wimby? <laughs> they, got, they got beef. They got beef. They got old beef. I like beef. I like it too. I like, I like it. it too. But you know what's very interesting? The name that you didn't drop? The Lakers. Jury's still out on that. I'm a, I, yeah, I'm okay. I'm, let me give you some evidence, right? Exhibit A Christian Wood. Exhibit oh. B Jackson Hayes. Now, I know the casual uh, NBA fan has no idea who these guys are. <laughs> None whatsoever. At the beginning of free agency, I targeted a couple people that the Lakers needed if they were looking to get out of the West, right? They needed a guard. They got the kid from Miami. They re-signed Austin Reeves. Mm-hmm. You know, they got some help in the backcourt, right? Mm-hmm. On my list were both Christian Wood and Jackson Hayes. And I said, if they can get one of them so that Anthony Davis doesn't have to play center or if he gets hurt, it's going to go a long way. Yeah. They got both of them. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Both of them. Combination. <laughs> they, got, they, got, they got both of them. And I, I watched a couple of clips from the game tonight. And one of the clips was of Christian Wood drop stepping and dunking. Mm. on some dude like it was classic dribble drop step dunk and i was like that's exactly what i'm talking about 
because you need that in the Western Conference, maybe not so much in the Eastern Conference, but yeah. you need a big body, you need somebody that can drop, step, and dunk, you need somebody who has active hands, and they, they have all of that. So, you know, if, if you can keep LeBron healthy, which is a big if, if you can keep street clothes, you know, on the court, which is a yeah. big if as well, then I think they have a chance. I think, I'd be honest with you, I think they have a better chance than somebody like Golden State or freaking the Kings, right? I like Golden State. I love Chris Paul on Golden State. I don't think Golden State has enough. Like, you're not big enough to play with the Lakers. You're not big enough to play. You're not big enough to play with the Lakers. You're not big enough to play with Denver. You're not big enough to play with Portland even, right? You're not really not big enough to play with Sacramento. Never gonna play with any of those teams. Mm-hmm. Right? Not to mention San Antonio or Dallas. You're not big enough to play any any of those guys. So or the Timberwolves. <laughs> I mean, Timberwolves are huge. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't think they have the shot that people, you know, wish for Chris Paul. Although if they did have a big or two, if they could get a big or two, I, it would greatly help them because I think Chris Paul is really gonna help those those young guys coming off the bench. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. That is that is definitely a given. I'm looking up the stats right now for that game because it's going on right now. Devil yeah, it is. 25, KD. I'm watching it, but you know, hey. I got Wait, we're trying to we're, we're bring great content to people right now. Yeah, and I got here late. If I hadn't, if I hadn't got here, here late, we'd probably be done already. We'd be watching this game. 88 to 82 in the fourth, and Golden State is up. Oh, well, Bill's not playing. Wiggins has eight, Paul twelve, Steph twenty one. Clay. So Clay Thompson's in a uh, contract year, which Clay, if anybody's been following, has not even looked, has been a shell of his himself before his knee injury and and his Achilles injury. I mean, so he's, this- he's had spurts. He had spurts last year during their playoff run where he carried the team for for a game or two and then disappeared and, and then came back. He's not he's not a max player anymore. <laughs> And I don't know if he's willing to accept a non-max deal. He's not. Well, if he wants to stay in the league, he will. But ego. Well, but no, a, a team will give him a max deal, Oof. even if it's just to sell tickets. Oof. I mean, you got to think about it. It's 32 teams in the league. You think one team is not going to give him a max deal? You think New Orleans wouldn't give him a max deal if they had the opportunity? You're right. 100%. You're, you're right. Or Orlando. But here, or the Knicks, you're you are one hundred percent right. I'm not disagreeing. The only and the problem I have with that presents a problem cap wise later. Oh, you talking about should they give him a max deal? Absolutely, absolutely not. not. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely not. not. Absolutely not. But I've I've always said they need a they need a fan representative, a paid a paid position as a fan representative. When they decide to make trades, they have to run it by that fan representative, and that'd be one of them. It's like. No, we're not giving him a max. No, and you 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 have to. You got to spend money. <laughs> Tell Jordan. Oh, that way. Speaking what? of spending money, did you see Giannis got three years for one hundred and eighty-six million dollars? That's sixty-two million dollars a year as an extension, which will allow him to sign an even bigger contract at the end of that extension. Is this country like three years, two hundred? dollars let's can, can we talk about it can we talk about it we can talk about it. 62 million dollars 62 million dollars you know where that's from uh-uh. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Oh, man. See, you don't even know. That movie with LL Cool J and Samuel L. Jackson in it. Um, dang. I'm going to find it now. Mm. Uh, $62 million. So, my and my and here's my immediate thought to that. If they don't... I was talking with a guy. I, huh? Oh, okay. You know what? I got to put that on my watch list. I haven't watched. I have seen it. I just want to rewatch it. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> so sixty-two million dollars. My issue with this is my expectation as a fan of basketball. If you're paying somebody that kind of money and the team that you've assembled, my coworker said they need to win at least one championship. I said for sixty-two million dollars a year, I want two. I want two. You know, you know how hard two is. Like, I'm not saying they have to be back to back. I'm just saying I want two. We talking about in those three years? Well, no, between now and that that extension, he's gonna have Dame all those years. So I want, I want, I want like if you don't get if you get one, okay, two, cool, yeah, okay, that's, that's perfectly fine. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. People don't realize that the money the NBA is pulling in is ridiculous at this moment. Okay. They just signed a new deal and the, a, new, a new revenue stream is about to kick in to mm. the pool that they pull the salary that they use to create the salary cap. Right. And just like role players went from having three year $15 million contracts to three year $60 million contracts. Mm. The stars went from making three years, you know, a hundred million dollars to three years, one hundred eighty-six million dollars. Mm. That's just how it goes. Mm. Like the money is coming in. Like people don't understand that NBA money is big. So I'm I'm trying to look up how I declare for the NBA draft. <laughs> you don't. You're too old. That means nothing. Did you no? Did you see during the draft like some some random some random guy just declared for it because he filled out the paperwork? It's <laughs> just paperwork. Look, if I happen to get a call, cool. If not, I can at least I can at least say I declare for the draft. My man said, "Give me a ten day contract, please. Give me a ten day contract. That's all I need. I all am, I am the best jersey with my name on it. I'm good. That's it." I'm your best person to make sure everybody's hydrated. Hey, hey, yo, Giannis, you need some water? You look thirsty, bro. They're not going to waste the water. Hydration is important. Giannis, come on, man. They don't have Gatorade in Greece? Really? Okay, sure, whatever. Oh, my gosh. Listen, let me declare for the draft. Hopefully, they'll make a mistake and call my name. With the number one pick, we we picked Donnie. Goes like, oh, shoot. I'm going to be honest with you. It don't even have to be as long as they call your name during the draft, you're good to go. Number one pick, number one hundredth pick. It hey, number, one, number one pick on the on the what the fifth round, you know? They're gonna be like whatever. like two rounds of the draft. Yo, they go Sir, we would like uh you know, what how would you like your contract structured? I would like it signed. <laughs> I don't care what it is. Oh, would you like your? Would you like this portion of it as a signing bonus? I don't care when they send it. So 
sentence, sign. Would you like my direct deposit information? I'm signing it right now. Second, <laughs> nothing for you to sign. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. <laughs> I wrote on a piece of paper the date. It can be a napkin. It can be a napkin. Whatever. Signature. That's it. That's I'm it. framing it. It's going on my wall. <laughs> like that's all I want. Oh man. Oh, that that would be that. Yeah. No, the NBA money is is um, stupid. Sixty-two million dollars to play basketball. Stupid. Jeez. Oh, but I mean, I, I can only imagine that. Like, and they got it. They got it to pay it. That's the crazy <laughs> part. How yeah. are you paying one dude sixty-two million dollars? Well, what's, what's the cap? It's like, it's like 100, 120 something ish. Okay. So now you want me to Google, and now we got to get into it. NBA salary cap, because you're not gonna believe. Nope, year by year. That's what you want. See, here's the deal. Here's the deal, right? So, just as a frame of reference, the salary cap jumped from 2015 to 2016 from 70 million dollars a year mm-hmm. to 94 million dollars a year. So, for for reference, the salary cap for a basketball team is the total number of money that you have to fill out your roster. So, you can have that split out however many ways or whatever, but that is the hard cap. Granted, they have some exceptions to go. No, it's not even a hard cap, but that's the right. that's the number at which uh, you can spend without incurring penalties. Luxury, right? luxury tax. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there's a bunch of them. And just as a frame of reference, the cap between 2005 and 2014 only went up. 13 14 million dollars right so over nine years only went up 13 million dollars mm-hmm. 14 to 15 it went up seven million dollars 15 to 16 it went up 24 million dollars mm. like when we say hand over fist that's what we're talking about and that was 2015 now that 70 million dollars mm. that was the cap in 2015 cap is now 137 million Dollars. That's a whole forty-two million dollars per year more than it was in two thousand and sixteen. So if Giannis is getting paid, we're accelerating years here. If Giannis is getting paid sixty-two million a year. That's less than half of what the 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 cap for a team is. So you still have another sixty million dollars to fill out the rest of your roster. And not a, and this is without assuming that they're doing going into luxury tax. In, in any way, shape, well, I mean, they also got- have like mid-level exceptions and some other BS that they that they throw in there to you know even it out. So put it like this: the low the team with the lowest cap this year cap is just oh there's a cap the salary cap and the salary floor too. Like you can't just be like not spending your cap. <laughs> you gotta spend. There's a salary floor, right? So yeah. this year, twenty twenty three. Team with the lowest cap, $132 million, the Pacers, right? It's just below the salary cap. Team with the largest cap, $225 million, which would be the Warriors. Yeah, which means that they're paying uh, $90 million above the cap, 89, and they're probably paying a whole nother $89 million in luxury taxes. 
But I mean, so Golden State has always been that way for for the uh, you know at least for the last one, two, eight, three, nine years. four, five out of the last six years. Yeah, they 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 don't mind spending that money as long as they get something in return. So, well, and I think, but that's coming to an end at at some point because you can't just keep doing that. Here's where you're wrong. Uh-oh. Their owners are dumb rich. Mm. And that building that they're in is printing money. Mm. So this is this it's not gonna stop. No, seriously, the Lakers, they they print money. They they're dumb. They're not Steve Ballmer rich, but they're rich. Rich. Mm-hmm. So it ain't it's not like they could continue as long as they're winning championships, yeah. they'll keep doing it. Like if they win the championship this year, which I highly doubt, they'll pay the luxury tax. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't the feel like this. When you're worth twenty or thirty million dollars, uh billion dollars, <laughs> eighty million dollars in taxes. It's a tax write off. Write off, bro. Yeah, it's a tax write off. <laughs> it's a write off. <laughs> <laughs> it reduces certain levels of income that you've already attained right to make your taxes lower that's, that's what it is right, so, right no not not worried about the words in the least bit mm, mm. no I'm curious uh, richard uh, nba owners huh. yeah no they uh it's, it's, it's gonna be an interesting week uh eagles won and i'm happy that they won I hope that they continue winning until they face Dallas, and then I hope everybody's sick with the flu and they lose that game, but then they're well the next week so they continue their dominance over the NFC. That's just my personal preference. Hey, man, look, it's all about the tush push. Man, if y'all don't get that. It's all about the tush push, man. Y'all don't get. We t- we, we, we eat up some yards with the tush push, man. Right. I've never seen a team execute that kind of that version of the QB sneak so it's uh, not so a version of the QB sneak. It is a rugby move, and it should be outlawed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it. Yeah, I mean, when you're getting like, it is crazy that they almost guarantee at least two yards. And when you're talking about trying to, you know, trying to get to the line, man, that is. Oh, like they did it so many times this past game. I was like, I was even in disbelief. Like, no way they're going to get this. And it's like, oh. Well, well like, I got a question for you. I got a question for you. What's that? Would you ever knowingly drop a refrigerator on someone? Like, like if someone was like, like, Laying down in the kitchen, would you ever like? Is there any circumstances that you would think of pushing a refrigerator onto someone? If the answer is no, then you're not going to push push. Not okay. that I'm because what literally is happening is that a man that's 280, 285 pounds is being pushed by a guy who squats 685 pounds. Who is being pushed by a guy that weighs 275 pounds against a guy that weighs maybe 300 pounds? They're dropping a full refrigerator on a human being and asking him to not move three feet. (laughs) 
Can you see how ridiculous that is? Just your analogy, because I was like, wait, where's he going with this? Oh, I mean, it's what it means. You ever try? Look, man, I picked up some heavy things in my life. But I promise you, the dumbest thing I've ever tried to do was move a full deep freezer. It is not what you want in your life. Not what, unless you have a forklift, even moving it is back pain. They got these grown men out here. Being, you got Jalen Hurts squats 680 pounds. If he, if he was doing it by himself, he'd probably get it. <laughs> They're gonna they're gonna outlaw it next year. They are. And they better not. I mean, yeah. uh, out of everything that Belichick has done, come on. When's the last time Bill Belichick? <laughs> <laughs> and dropped an anvil. <laughs> what an opposing defensive lineman. Never? So he's never done this. So, I mean, it it could be, you know, contextualized <laughs> that deflating the football so for better grip is along those lines. But, I mean, because deflating the football gives an unfair advantage. What, they're, what the Eagles are doing is actually a stroke of genius. Like, they have to perform. A deflated ball does not have to perform. You don't have – it takes less effort to, to to catch a deflated ball. It does take a lot of effort to throw a deflated ball, though. There is very little, <laughs> um, very little uh, value to me in the deflate gate argument, other than it's breaking the rules. I've I've played competitive football with a deflated ball and an overinflated ball. <laughs> I take an underinflated ball all day. I'd rather have my fingers. And it wasn't even like it was a lot. It was like a foot and a half pounds, man. It ain't even deflate me, whatever, man. Look. The touch push is not illegal. It's not illegal yet. If the if Dallas would have thought of it first, nobody would be saying that. You're caping. You're caping. Because it would have been outlawed the game after Dallas did that crap. Because that is, they stopped. Okay, this is how old I am. Yeah. This is how old I am. The tush push is nothing new. It's just sure. normal offense. They used to do it on defense against field goal attempts. And the NFL outlawed it because they were having too many knee and lower extremity injuries because of it. Uh-huh. It got to go. Now, the, who's, the who's NFL, getting injured on the tush push? What's that? Who's getting injured on the tush push? So you, you, you just want you, you just want to wait to see until that happens, right? Hey, look. Like, like we don't know is going to happen. Okay. Hey, it's, it's, it's working right now. Nobody's technically injured. I, I need a case study, man. I need a case study. Okay. All right. This is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. I want you to take your 13-year-old son and put him in your Tesla. 
I want you to put his foot on the brake. I want you to put the car in drive. I want you to put a ball, a football in between you and your Tesla. And then I want you to try to time when he's going to come off the brake. I want you to push your Tesla. And if that don't work out for you, I think you need to reduce this. If that be the case, you know what? Okay, then load everybody up on defense the same way that they're doing on offense and just go at it. That's called rugby. We're playing football. Actually, we're not even the we're not even the actual football. <laughs> we're playing American football. You happy now? Are you happy? We're playing American football. Okay, now you said it correctly. See? <laughs> Might as well. Oh man. Modern problems call for modern solutions. Modern problems call for getting out the way. I swear to God, if I was a defensive tackle and y'all lined up for the tush twist, I would take the ball, physically walk it to three feet for the first down, and be like, all right, let's go. So I'm not doing this. Whatever. Don't even line up. Here, here, just no. take it. Just take it. Here's, here's the crazy part that people don't understand about this tush push. What they say for you to stop a quarterback sneak is that you got to get lower than the guy across from you. So if I am a 290-pound defensive tackle, lining up in, let's say, the A-gap in between the center and the freaking guard, Mm -hmm. I got to get lower than the center and the freaking guard. Guess what happens if I succeed during the tush push? The center and the guard both fall on me, (laughs) as does Jalen Hurts. As does the guy behind him running over my back. I'm just saying. Oh my god. I'm just saying. Oh my goodness. You may want to outlaw that. It doesn't exactly seem in the best interest of the safety of players. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You come up with something good and they just want to take it from you. <laughs> People just want to live. They just want to take it from you. They want to live. They want to see another Sunday. No, Dallas fans want to see another championship, but you guys aren't giving it to them. Man, look, y'all took stick them away from us. We're taking the twist. You know what stick them is? No. (laughs) Back in the 80s, back in the 80s, what defensive players used to do, is they used to? Oh, you talking about the little goopy stuff? Oh, from Little Giants, yeah. It was popularized because players mm-hmm. in the NFL used to cover their hands in gloves with sticky stuff to make it easier for them to grab jerseys. They outlawed that because they needed to because it was unsafe. True. And so is the tush push. Gotta go. <laughs> need a case study first. Got to look. Dallas invented the horse collar tackle. Freaking Darren Williams mm. had to go. Had to go. First time I saw it, I was like, "Ooh!" <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was during the time. That was during the time where they had NFL hits, where they would take and create tapes of mm. the best hits of the NFL that year. Mm-hmm. And even then, the horse collar tackle was like, "Yeah, he's." You gotta, you gotta get rid of that. <laughs> so you're not gonna have any freaking receivers if you keep letting that happen. Sure. But yeah, man. Oh, 
Oh, okay. We've been on women or material in this podcast really hard. We give them a really hard time. Okay. Uh, there's this girl, Dominique Malongo. This chick is a baller. Okay, so 100%, real quick, I got to plug this. Uh, Congratulations to Las Vegas Aces. Yeah, I was trying to think of the team. (laughs) You guys barely won that, not going to lie. You you deserve it. Pull it out, put it out. But But they barely won that game. Barely won that game. Um, Okay, and but you guys did it on a a tremendous effort without having your floor general. Yeah. And well, I mean, Ken, I'm not sure how much Candace Parker actually contributes, but congratulations, Candace Parker. Um, Sheldon Williams, eat your heart out. So, Dominique Milano. Whoa, 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 whoa. What was that? Nothing. 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 You know what? I'll just go back and listen to it and, and slow it down in post. I slow it down in post. Yeah, so we- Sheldon Williams, eat your heart out, bum. Oh, yeah. You're talking about the dude that fumbled that bag? Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Hey, man. Everybody ain't Mike Lowry. All right. Um, back to <laughs> Dominique Malongo. She's a high schooler, I think. She's a high schooler first year in 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 college. Oh. So oh. I've got I've got some thoughts. Dominique, do you understand how sexy that is? Yeah. Oh, believe me, as a person, as a oh person my God. Who, who is Why able to do that. Can you run that one more time? Uh, I don't want to see your, I don't want to see your sales pitch. I want to see, watch this, watch this. Uh, uh, drop step. Mm. Bang. Perfect. Drop step. Oh, that is so sexy. Oh, my God. Mm. So oh, that is. For people who've never dunked before. It's absolutely erotic. The hardest, the hardest dunk is somewhat of a drop step to do, especially from off of two feet. Two feet, man. You have to gather momentum, your your vertical momentum, and that has to come from your legs. You have to have that power. It's easy to kind of run and jump off one leg and kind of get up there and do that. But and here's my issue. I've always said. The WNBA suffers slightly, and honestly, this year the WNBA has been really good. Like the skill gap, is the the they've taken it to a new plateau. But if you can get a per- and I'm not talking about Brittany Griner dunking, like, yeah, like not. no, I want to see a woman go up and just yeah, start yamming on people. That that clip was sexy. I've said it four times. That's that's how sexy <laughs> it is because. That's that's skill. That's mm-hmm. desire. That's heart. That's practice. That is self confidence. It's everything you want in a ball player out of a male or a female. But to see yeah. a woman do that, oh my gosh! She didn't. And, and honestly, she doesn't just rely on height. And a lot of people say, "Oh, well, yeah, you know, if I was, you know, six seven, six eight, I could dunk too." I'm like, yeah, but is it the the weak kind of, eh, or is it? Are you, can you, you know, can you get high enough to bring bring it back a little bit? 
she dropped, kind of just rocked the rim a little bit. That's 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 the thing. She drop stepped into a dunk where she controlled the ball and didn't want to dunk the ball too hard because she didn't want to hurt her hands. Yep. To let you know that she can do what she needs to do when she like needs to even do. when Candace Parker dunked, that was that was real light stuff. It was real light. Yes, technically she did it. Cool. Lisa Leslie when she did it, it was light, but she was the first one. All right, cool, give it to her. But this girl, dummy. <clears throat> Back in 1996, mm-hmm. five, five actually, the move that she just did, I, I learned how to do. I was taught how to do it. Mm-hmm. Part of my training in learning how to do that was to have a ball placed on both blocks. I would have to stand underneath the goal, take one step towards the ball. Pick it up off the ground. Squat, pick it up off of the ground. One dribble, drop step, Mm -hmm. dunk with two hands. And I had to do that 15 times Mm. on each side. Mm. Straight vert, drop step, dunk. Drop step, dunk. dunk. That's that's a lot of energy. And then that was a drill. We had to to do like three times. Yeah, that's that's a lot of energy, first of all. And I had to do do the dunk fake. Spin what she did mm-hmm. as well. The fact that she can do it as smoothly as she can do it, I mean, I'm not saying that I, I wouldn't pay to watch WNBA games as they are now because they are amazing mm-hmm. showcases of skill, right? Mm-hmm. But I would pay even more to watch her do that or some any version of that. Like, as much as I like watching WNBA games, and I haven't watched a lot of them this year, I wish it, I had always I was like, honestly, they're just hard to time because it doesn't, you know, it's it's so off schedule from like the NBA, the NFL, and all that. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> just out in no man's land. Yeah, well, no pun intended, but it's out in no man's land. So, you know, you don't really get the the, the same kind of support. And they don't really advertise for it, like. Like they do the NBA games either, which sucks because yeah. I would watch a uh, full M- uh, WNBA season. Like, but honestly, I don't even know when it starts. So, like when when they had the <clears throat> when they had the championship games or the finals, I knew about that because they did advertise at some point. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, they're they're, they're at this point now. But and yeah, I, they don't they don't necessarily advertise, which is is a shame. But I mean, with the with the skills. The skills that these women have and getting better and the rivalries that they're building, like what what the Las Vegas Aces are building is actually something to be rivaled. And they're creating rivalries like with New York and, and, and other teams. So this is this is awesome. I I just hope that when she gets there, she definitely when she when she whatever team that she's on, she continues that. Yeah. I need a woman to start yamming on people. Me and my brother, me and my brother had have had the conversation quite a bit about, you know, the WNBA moving that goal to, to nine feet, which would you and my friends talk about that too. Uh, an, an amazing stir and awareness around the WNBA. I don't, I'm not sure how good it would be for the game, but it'd be interesting to say the least. But now with them doing that, oh my god, oh come on, boo. Yeah, I, I just think if. When you lower it to nine feet, now you give Brittany Griner a little bit, you know, those kinds of people a little bit more, which, and it also changes your shooting dynamic. And oh, yeah. 
So oh, yeah. it, it does mess up a lot at this point. But yes, I mean, I thought about that too. It's like, yeah, it would be nice if they lowered it. So then that way you could start getting, because I mean, I, I think when, when men started dunking on each other, that's when, you know, interest kind of picked up a little bit and viewership started going up because you were like, oh shoot, who's going to get dunked on today? And that continue, And we see it now, even sparingly, even in the NBA, which I really want them to bring that back. Well, I mean, this, our generation, this generation is not the dunk generation. Huh. This generation is a three-point generation. It's completely different. So it, it, it doesn't hold the same value. And because of analytics, uh, three is always better. Shooting a three is always better than trying a two. That like that gen- this generation has grown up with that, which is Ugh. absolutely insanely disappointing. But oh well. To see dunking coming to the WNBA. Because to be honest with you, I think the women would probably do the ones that could. I think they probably do it better than it's happening in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. And I think would cause a lot of excitement. You know that would probably translate into uh, ad dollars. Mm-hmm. So sorely need so that their um, so that their salaries can you know flourish in the way that we all had hoped that they would when the WNBA started back in the mid nineties. Now, I do think that if women if they start giving women the the dunk competition and lower the goal to nine eight and a half feet to see you know to see some of the athleticism that they have that would be that would be pretty interesting as well yeah and and even and honestly in a dunk contest, even lower for the men too because I mean now you're talking about hear me out okay 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 i'm I'm listening I'm listening. The worst thing you want is somebody to get injured in the dunk contest. That's why I would say lower it a foot for a guy. Okay. Here's the thing. If you lower for a foot, there are going to be more injuries because they're going to try stupid things. <laughs> I've seen the nine foot dunk contests. Have you seen them? No. I want to join one of those nine foot, le- or eight and a half foot leagues, yo. <laughs> like, I like I can already dunk on a ten foot goal, and not like kind of just yeah, I can actually dunk it. But you put me in an eight and a half, nine foot, nine foot league. Oh man! Last oh, time oh. I played on a nine foot goal, I broke the backboard. <laughs> yeah, put, put me, oh, put me in a nine foot league. Oh man, that would write so many wrongs right now with my knees. No, how would it write wrongs? It would just give you more opportunity to ice your knees after you tried doing what you probably shouldn't have been trying to do to, to begin with. Nah, man, it takes less effort. It takes less effort. You still got to go up and come down. The laws of physics have not changed. I'm landing on somebody. They're going to catch me. Oh, my God. Like the tush push, huh? Yeah. Just land right on them. Oh, I'm landing on them. I'm, a, I'm a, what was it? What was it? What was that? Uh, who did Shaq dunk on from the Knicks? That that white guy when he the the, the most disrespectful oh, dunk. Oh, I'm doing that and I'm put just get off me. You know what? That was uncalled for then. And I mean, and you got to think, here's I don't think you played the thought in your head. If you're at a nine foot rim, you're pl- probably playing with guys. Who are older, and if they're out there playing on a nine foot rim, they've got something to prove. I don't think you want to be pushing on them like that. I don't think it's worth. I don't. No. Hey, what would you? 
Let's go. I'm with it. Let's go. Let's go where? Mm, look. Mm. You look like you're about to hurt yourself. <laughs> Shut up. Look, you look like you're about to sprain your elbow. Please stop. <laughs> oh, man. Please stop. Hey, they, they, look, you shouldn't have stepped out there if you didn't want You knew the possibilities of getting dunked. You knew the possibility of getting dunked on when you walked on the court. I don't care whatever percentage you have it at, it's still a percentage. On a nine-foot rim, that's the only thing that you that people are going to do. <laughs> if I'm on a nine-foot rim, I'm dunking. I don't care. Exactly. Then, hey, don't, don't hate the player, hate the game. It is what it is. Oh, you man. get yammed on. You gotta accept it, just like the rest of us. Oh, I don't think it's. I don't think it's as easy as you make it sound. But what do I know? I'm just an old guy. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just an old guy. I'm just an old guy. You got um, that old? Huh? I'm not. I'm not that old yet. Maybe I don't know, man. Sometimes I feel like I'm. You know, in my late 30s. Sometimes I feel like I'm in my early 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, forty's a new twenty. It's not. <laughs> nah. They whoever told you that lied. Forties <laughs> is the new forties. Okay, <laughs> it ain't changed. It's the same. It's the <laughs> it ain't changed. Just because Tom Brady, you know, gets platelet replacement every freaking four weeks, people yeah. think that forty. Is it forty no more? No, it's still forty. It's still forty. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna show the video here, but anybody who's interested, look at what Tom Brady looked like when he was in college, and the transformation over the years to now. I don't know how, but he got younger as he got older. Scar plastic surgery. It's gonna work. Like gonna he, work. he had, he had a super wide chin. Like it was, it was a fat chin. Oh no! Yeah, no, he's had work. He, he's he's had to keep up with the times. Mm. So, but yeah, no, forty is is just that. Forty is forty, and that's never going to change. No matter how, no matter how old younger generations get and try to reframe it, no, nah, it's still forties, dude. Mm. <laughs> Wake up in the morning and be like, I I never thought I would understand or, you know. Uh, uh, identify with Murtaugh from freaking Lethal Weapon if you know that movie, but he'd be like, I'm too I'm too old for this ish. I promise you I say that like every other day. Like, I'm too old for this. You get up and sit on the side of the bed for like 10 minutes. Wake up and you got to contemplate whether or not you want a day or not. <laughs> I don't want a day today. I don't want a day today. No. Saturday, okay. I'm going to tell you this and we got to wrap. There was a whole lot of stuff I was supposed to do Sunday after I unloaded the truck, after I moved all the stuff in. Saturday, Friday, get everything in. Saturday, you know, took all day, set thing, things up. A bunch of stuff I was supposed to do on Sunday. I woke up Sunday morning like, I am <laughs> going to watch streaming church, and then I'm going to sleep all day. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything today. Mm. I didn't feed my kids Sunday. They had enough <laughs> of this. You go in there, go, just go and find something. I don't care. There's food in the refrigerator. There's food. There's drinks. There's desserts. There's lights. There's water. There's heat. There's internet. For the entirety of the day, 
Nothing. Absolutely. And, and guess what? I woke up. I woke up on Monday morning like, man, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm still tired. <laughs> In my twenties, I woke up on Monday like, yeah, let's go, let's get it. In my thirties, I'm like, oh, I can do this. Now I'm like, dang, I should have took the day off. I should. I, I slept all day Sunday and Monday morning. I was like, I should have took the day off. Yeah. To speak to that, I've gotten to a point to where whenever I take vacation, like uh, with this cruise. You know, I, I think I need to schedule an extra day. Well, no, I plan it around Christmas. So I already have it. So it's like you need a couple of days to 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 come down from to recover from the vacation before you go back to work. Uh, that's the adult thing to do. That's the only sensible thing to do. Yeah. I mean, you gonna come back from a vacation and go to work like the next day? No, <laughs> no. Look, I've made that mistake, and it's like you know what? I should have took today off because I am not all here. I've never thought about quitting more than the day I worked. After the day I got back, from oh yeah. Radio. yeah, never thought quitting more. Never thought about quitting. <laughs> oh, killing me. Anyhow, oh man, Dominique, this is episode seven of another episode seven. Thank you for rocking with us. Hey, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and share out. We are back. Steve is in his house. Yeah, he's in his house. So you know, definitely interested uh you know might have to pop out to houston out in cyprus for a little bit you know hang out for it no, man i got oh we'll talk about it next week i got a i got a guy that i buy barbecue and turkey necks from from a gas station you gotta wait you got, till a, turkey, you got a turkey neck hookup this dude smokes his turkey necks before he boils his turkey necks and i promise you they are the best turkey necks you have ever had in well, you guys heard it here first. Best turkey next. We'll talk about it next on the next episode. Yep, yep. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we will definitely. I, I really want to have audience members, so I mean, I will post links whenever we're recording where you can join us on the days that we record. Yeah, we and then you can ask that. questions and you know be part of the show for when we post on Fridays. So definitely be on the lookout for that. If you guys decide to join, cool. If not, I mean, it's whatever. We're still going to do what we do, but we would yeah. definitely love to have you guys' participation. So, yeah. All right. Until next time, guys. Later. Looking forward to it. You guys have a good one. See you next episode. All right.